Aren't you in New York? They love calling it the city. I'm in the, I'm in the city. It's hard to get back when you're in the city back to Brooklyn, man. Dude, last time I was in Manhattan, it was it was damn near impossible to get back to Brooklyn. Like the cab driver said, no, I don't go to Brooklyn. So what? You don't go to Brooklyn? No, I don't go to Brooklyn. I, I, I get no money coming back from Brooklyn. I it's not worth my time. So I don't I don't go back to uh Manhattan from Brooklyn this is not a waste of my time. So no, no, I don't take you to Brooklyn from Manhattan. I'm sorry. All those Russian, all those you know, Russian. You just, you're just going to have to walk from uh, Manhattan to Brooklyn. because yeah, uh, the walk. Yeah, because the train, you know, the train is so slow. You know, they, they, they just, they barely run. So like, like once you, you, once you come from Brooklyn into Manhattan, if you don't leave at a certain time, you're stuck. You know, you might as well like pony up and get the hotel. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not getting back. They do like remember on that I'm episode. Not, I'm, not, I'm not taking you. I'm not taking you from Rockville to, to, to Fredericksburg. No, 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 no. Dude, like remember that episode um, of those guys that threw that party over the part, the, the guys that were throwing that party over the McDonald's and they were trying to get back? And it was like impossible for them to get a cab. Yeah, they walked. <laughs> I think they fucking walked from one borough to another. They fucking walked. They did. Yeah. I think and they, they finally got a cab. They were like, oh my God. Dude, are you serious? How the, but how, the, how in the fuck do you walk from one borough to another borough? Like, Jesus. That is a lot. That's a bit much, man. Dude, that was way before Uber was even thought of. That was way before cabs. I mean, I think it was like horse and carriage. No, I mean, they still had cabs. It was just like impossible they had, they to had get to around. A boat. They had to catch a boat. Dude, but at, at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning, it's damn yeah. near impossible to catch a cab back from Manhattan to any other borough in the city, you know? So we're at a very fortunate time where we have no shit. Uber and Uber. smartphones. Dude, they had Facebook. no smartphones, dude. Yes. Like, dude, but, they had to go. They had to go. I don't know how many times, but see, it's funny you mention that. It's funny you mention that. I don't know how many times you've gotten lost, and I'm like, bro, just send me a pin, and you're like, how the, what the, what the fuck are you talking about? Send you a pin, and I'm like, send me a pin of where you're at, and you're like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> But dude, they had to find a payphone. Yeah, and God knows they had to find a working payphone, dude. And God knows how far that one payphone was to the next. You know, to make that phone call. Yeah. To go catch a cab. Yeah, dude. Like, dude, they had to probably call four one one. You know, remember four one one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> call information. Yeah. What's Dude, that shit was horrible back then, man. What's information now? Like, isn't that just like Yelp? What? Now that I'm trying to think, like, I was just. I don't think there there is I don't think there is information line anymore. I don't know. If, I don't know if there is a four one 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 anymore, but it's Google. Like, yeah. I, if I if I was to look up, you know, like like Zips dry cleaners and Bethesda, I would just Google that. But back then, the they had yeah. yellow pages. At or the they phone had booth. On, or they had, they had, yep, they had the yellow pages on the fucking on the chain. Yeah, yeah, dude. 
God. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I hope, uh, hopefully Mickey can get back to Brooklyn, man, wherever he's staying at. I don't know. I'm in Midtown. I'm in Midtown, man. <laughs> Let's see this phone he goes, book. I'm, say, I'm like, what city? What city are you in? You got to be specific, man. What what city are you located in? He's man, a city. I was like, dude, are you like Oklahoma City? So you got to name all these cities that he lived in. Yeah. Like, are you in the Hamdens? <laughs> are you in freaking... Oklahoma City? Are you in Brooklyn? I'm in, the, I'm in the city. It's a night out in the city. What city? DC? DC. Baltimore? Baltimore. Brooklyn? Brooklyn? LA? Vegas? Boston? Charlotte? Atlanta? Miami? T Tacoma? No, uh, not Tacoma. Tampa? I yeah, mean, Tacoma, man. Tacoma Park? New Orleans? Tacoma Park? New Orleans? Detroit? <laughs> Are you in Glenmount? I'm in the city, man. I'm in the city. Glenmont? Is that where he's at? Clearly, that's a clue that he's not to be found. He's not available, and he's not to be <laughs> found. I, I, I'm in the city. That's great. I'm not to be found. So That's really yeah. cool. It's really cool, man. It's very cool. That's <laughs> very cool. So uh, you're, you're, in, you're in Fredericksburg, man. You can't you can't catch no cab from Rockville to Fredericksburg at two in the morning, coming oh, out of no, coming man. out coming out of the ale house after the UFC fight at two in the morning. No, you just got to go go get a hotel, man. Just got to get a hotel, dude. Mickey's gonna be scrounging around for like a place to crash out at. Jeez, man, where am I gonna stay? <laughs> Hey, did that happen at the DNC? Let's get this straight, man. What happened? No, at the no, DNC? we left. And like, what was that? What year was that? 2017? Was, no, that was 2015. 2015. Okay, so that was five years ago. Yeah, I think it was the September. I think it was September after the road trip. So what happened with that? He was supposed to get an Airbnb and he never did. Dude, what he... He planned and on it like that day. He goes, "Oh, we'll, we'll just get one." I said, "I, I said, here's the deal, man, because you know, it'd be a cool, it'd be like a cool little, you know, two-parter episode of Zombie Squad, or like, you know, maybe a one-parter, but like we could do some cool stuff in in Philly during the DNC, and then you know we get up the next day, blah 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 blah, and I'm like, here's the deal, man, I'll drive. You get an Airbnb, like a really small, you know, Airbnb in in downtown Philly, like right there." in philly right there by the dnc but something simple man it doesn't have to be like it could be like a 50 a night 80 a night and we'll do the math i go i get all the gas you get the airbnb for one night and then if if like you know if the airbnb is more expensive then i'll split that difference with you we'll make it all even out right i get all the gas i'll drive you get the airbnb he lands. I pick him up from the airport. We're heading to Philly. He goes, "Ah, oh, I gotta get the Airbnb," and I'm like, "We're driving there now," and you gotta get the Airbnb. And you're like on your phone trying to get the Airbnb now, like that's that's not gonna work. And he couldn't find anything, and he was like battling with people on the prices they were trying to charge him. I'm like, "Yeah, dude, because you're calling day of. Of course they're gonna fucking ping, ping you with like two fifty a night for one night, 
day of because it's it's the day of dude like they have to if if they knew but now they're like this dude's like chilling on his couch and he's like oh i gotta go to my other property and clean it i gotta go in there but like had you booked this you know weeks in advance like i told you to at least a week i know he had at least a week's notice you can't book an airbnb the day of no way well especially not nowadays nowadays I mean, it's, yeah well, nowadays got- it's way more uh we we but we he booked that one Airbnb on the road trip that turned out to be like a king size bed in someone's house. Oh, dude, that was a disaster. That was a disaster. He booked that day of, but I was even on him like the whole road trip. Like, bro, you have to book this. You got to start now. Like, like we're gonna be there in four days, five days, however it was. And every day he was like, "Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." Ends up getting a fucking king size bed. And wasn't there something wrong with his phone? Where he wasn't getting the internet connection or something. He was like, I don't have enough minutes. <laughs> I don't know. There's always something wrong. There's always something wrong with your phone. You never have enough minutes. You finally got an iPhone. I'm proud of you. But Yeah, finally. Goodness gracious, man. There's always something. There's always there's always somebody with some some phone issue, man. Like, I was baffled, bro. Like, I was baffled by some of the stuff. I was like, what is going on, man? Like, this is not how things are done. Like, this is not how, first off, this is not how grown-ups work. And then, but, whatever, man. <laughs> like, hey, booking Airbnb's night of, getting kingside, getting a, you know, a kingsize bed in someone's loft while they're there. Like, I, I even told him, so on the DNC thing, I was like, dude, I'm not getting someone's room. So listen, I will, this is what I will say, though. This is what I will say. He, he pulled through extraordinarily at uh, WinterCon in New York when we went to WinterCon and, and filmed all the cosplayers there at WinterCon um, for Rogues and Sinister. So he booked a freaking, t- an immaculate, and, but actually, no. It was a really nice room in this in this uh, huge house that they kind of like split into four sections and made like and had like four huge lofts, you know, in this house. And this one loft that he booked, he nailed it, man. Found a great spot and he booked it. And it was two beds. We crashed there that night. Got up the next morning. Went back to WinterCon the next day. Smooth sailing. Massive amounts of footage. Fantastic freaking you know, Comic Con production, man. But. But 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 see, then that's when I told him I was like, dude, I don't care. I don't care if it's just an attic with beds for this one. And he found one. I think it was like fifty bucks day of. Like he got it the day of. And where and where was that at in New York? Oh man, where the fuck was that? It's where uh, it's where Biggie's from. It's where that casino's at. Was that in uh, Jamaica Queens? Yes, Jamaica Queens. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome, Jim- man. Yeah, it was cool, man. And we got a lot of cool footage outside of Comic Con, like Zombie Squad stuff, like traveling around. Like uh, we got we got some um, you know, delicious uh pho, Jap- uh Korean pho and Japanese steakhouse, you know, right under the L right there by like just like all those like it's just like it's like it's like classic Jamaica Queens, you know, New York. It's like the shops. It's not like Walmart and 7-Eleven. It's like 
the cigarette shop and the laundromat like all the shops dedicated it was like it was like you know the 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 the, the oh god salvation it was like the salvation army shop and then it was like you know a head shop and then there was a a dry cleaners like there was the vacuum shop you know like the store to take your vacuum to it was dope it was a dope little day trip yeah i've had i have had some great times in new york man like i remember going to new york this was back in like this was back in like 1998 dude and like I went to the Lower East Side of Manhattan, like we went to this club that was bumping. That was back when, you know, the tunnel was bumping back in the day when, when, uh, when Hot ninety seven was around and DJ Clue, and all that stuff was popping off. I remember like we, we we popped up in Manhattan, and this was nineteen ninety eight, and we stayed at like this bodega. Like, and it was a hostel. I'm like, it was like 40 bucks on the Lower East Side of Manhattan to stay. I'm like, and you know, coming from Maryland, like I wasn't used to staying at a hostel. Like, I didn't know what that shit was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, how much? They're like 40 bucks. I was like, they gave us a key. It was a hard copy key. I remember like, yeah, it was a hard copy key. And I get upstairs of the bodega. I'm like, where's the room at? And there's like eight different rooms and like one bathroom for the whole entire complex, you know. And like, I get in the room, I'm like, and it's the it's the dial TV. Remember that that joint? It had yeah. like eight channels. Yeah. And it was all in black your and local white. TV. Yeah. Your I'm local like, TV. I'm like, what the hell am I staying in? Like, dude, they didn't bucks. have to pay for cable. They didn't have to cable. Hey, listen, man, it's, I'll tell you what, though, it's better than nothing. But here's what would drive me nuts, because back in 98, dude, I was, a, I was a night owl. And if I'm sitting there in front of that TV at midnight and the American flag pops up, so I was playing the Star Spangled Banner, and it goes to static. You remember at, like, midnight, a lot of channels went off? And they That's would how play, it was, dude. I'm like, yeah, dude, I, couldn't I would even, lose it. That's where I'd dude, be like, I could it it had the turn knob on the joint. I'm like, I'm turning it. I'm like, what the hell, man? I was like, I, I probably stayed in that room for like two hours because I got back from the club at like five. And then like I figured out my way around Manhattan on the Lower East Side right. because this was back when they didn't have any GPS or nothing like that. So you nothing. just kind of had to like I figured out like you had a, a, you way. Had to have a map or something, right? Like- Dude, you just had to have. Yeah, you had to like I pulled like, up some directions off a of MapQuest because that's the only thing that they had. But during, when you're driving, they had MapQuest. They had MapQuest in '98. No, no shit, no shit. And um, wow. it all melts together. Yeah, they had MapQuest, but it was bogus. So I was driving around Manhattan, yeah. and then I got lost because I went to this after party. I remember, like, we got out of the club at five. I went to this after party with some dudes from New York. They brought me in. They were like, hey, man, we're going to this after party. I'm like, all right, bet. I was like, I got this bogus-ass room <laughs> on the Lower East Side in this bodega. And they're like, where are you staying at? I was like, yeah, we're staying at this joint that was in a bodega. And they're like, all right, come with us. So we hop in. I'm driving on the Lower East Side. It's 5 in the morning. I park my car. I don't even know, like, where the hell I parked my car the next morning because we went to the after party till eight. 
So we got an after party. I'm like, the sun's like beaming like shit. I'm like, where the hell am I? I don't know what's going on. I finally make it back to the bodega because I dropped my friend off there at the bodega, at the hotel or at the hostel, whatever. And, uh, dude, it took me forever to like find that joint, man. I was driving around for like two hours <laughs> and it, and that would have never been a problem in this day and age if I would have had no. the GPS with the iPhone just punch in where I'm at. But it was it was a challenge back then, man. Yeah. But it was. Yeah, it was. You know, dude, those like, are the things that I, I remember like about. Those dude, are I think like the furthest I went outside PG when I was younger, outside PG, I think the furthest I went, I never went in the city. I still, bro, I still get lost. I've been in the D.C. National Guard for 10 fucking years now. Just about, just coming up on 10 years. I still get lost in that fucking city. But, dude, it was such a good time as, as I can remember, man. Like, because it was just a, such of a random trip. Like, we just ended up just, hey, you want to go to New York for the night? You know, this club is bumping on the Lower East Side. We'll figure out how to get there. You know, we'll just figure it out as we go. You know, there was no planning. Like, I, I didn't plan on that. Staying at a hostel, you know, there was one roll of toilet paper for the whole floor, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like these people know exactly <laughs> what they're doing, and you know what? They're probably killing. These are probably the same people killing it on Airbnb now, doing it the right Dude, way. Dude, it, it was probably the same the guy that was that was renting Don and Keith their apartment. The same dude. He had a little enterprise going on. He was like. He the was, fucking the fucking he, loft. He oper- the- yeah, he was operating the fucking. That was like a Chinese restaurant or something. Yeah, like, dude. Oh, he, he was operating above a, a bodega. You know what I'm saying? Like, whose cat was that? They had a cat. They had a cat in their in their. Um, what what would you call that kind of apartment? Like, it had a kitchen. It had a bathroom. It was. Uh, you know what it was? It was a taxpayer. You know what a taxpayer yeah. is. So that's exactly what it was. It means that what they were staying, what they were staying at, it had commercial in the front of the building, and then it had residential up above. So there's a lot of taxpayers in in DC. Oh, all throughout Baltimore, like all joints, those apartments, all those apartments are above. Uh, and them joints catch on fire, always, man. Those yeah. are there's a lot of fire hazards in taxpayers. That's what it used to be called. It used to be called taxpayers. Yeah, because that that industrial that, stove, that industrial stove goes off in that Chinese restaurant, bro. That shit blows up. Those people living above it are dunzos. Yeah, so dunzos. so my buddy was was staying in a taxpayer, right in Baltimore City. Because I remember they would, have, they would have those micro driveways in the back alley, and That's there was and there was a home. restaurant underneath of it, and it would get so hot from the stove. Up above, I'm yeah. like, dude, this is a fire hazard, man. Yeah. So that's why those taxpayers catch on a lot of them catch on fires because like like say if that stove is, is right underneath the building that they're staying at, that floor heats up and can catch on fire right on there. Yeah. Like I was like, dude, it's like a hundred degrees in here. It's hot, man. It's so hot. Yeah. So yeah, he was staying in the tax just like shorty's was a taxpayer there was was, shorty's rooms up there right remember shorty's like if you go in the front it was the bar and then right up above there was people living up above there Mm -hmm. 
shorties shorts short short stumps man i remember shorts here we go i remember shorties shorties was uh shorties was fun man it was a dope spot man for those who don't know uh we shot a music video we shot a music video at shorties let me see if i can pull this joint up That's dude, shorties. There's a, dude, there's the mayor. There's the mayor. That's shorties. <laughs> dude, that was there's, a spot. There's tech fall. In. There's tech fall. Tech fail. Tech fail. Man, this latency, though. What's going on with this latency? Yeah, there he goes, man. Yeah, that's it, man. I mean, those are the good old days, man. Yeah, that was cool. Man, some of the, uh, man, some of the girls you had in the video, you know, it was um, definitely a Baltimore-based music video. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Be more, baby. Keeping it real. Keep Dude, they real. were calling me Dundalk Dan after that. Dundalk Danny. I'm like, do my name ain't Danny, bro. <laughs> Dundalk Danny. So, did you shoot that in Dundalk? I'm like, no, I actually shot him on the lower, on the east side. Of Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we were like, where? Downtown Baltimore? No, we're on the in East Baltimore. East Baltimore, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I had to map quest the directions. I got fucking lost out there. I, I did know where the 90, all I needed was the 95 exit. Where's the 95 exit? Signs for 95. Yeah. yeah. It was basically like Highland Town, Canton. Oh, I know. I know. When people ask me, when, when, I talk to, when I talk to people about you, I'm like, yeah, you ever seen season two of The Wire? That was Chris's life. <laughs> from, that was Chris's life from 05 to 09. Dude, now I look back at some of that stuff, man. I'm like, that shit was crazy, man. I bet, man. I mean, it was like, listen, man, it was just a, sh you know, it's just. Yeah, you were living in, in New Carrollton at the time. Yep. I was at the condo. Yeah. I was doing all right. I mean, I was at, I was at Discovery Channel, you know, I did, I, yeah, I, mean, I was doing all right. I was making it happen, man. You know, it was funny you mentioned Hot 97, dude. You know, like, the, the radio stations, when the radio stations were their own, like, thing, dude. Like, iHeart just bought everybody out, streamlined everybody. I think I think 101's an iHeart radio station now, you know? Yeah. You got to go? Is it bedtime? It's no, curfew. <laughs> Am I? Is my audio coming out of your laptop, or is it coming out of your headphones this time? No, it's coming out of my headphones. Good. <laughs> Good. Okay. She's not gonna yell at me talking for like talking at my ass. But yeah, man. Hot ninety seven. I remember like a number of gigs that I had in New York in the last fifteen years. You know, a number of gigs, especially when, especially when, uh, like you said, Keith and Don were out and. Um, 
New York, and then they finally got that better place. Did you ever go to that nicer place they had? In, uh, that was in Prospect Park. Park. That was in Prospect Park. Little Jamaica. Oh, like no, because me, me and Dom were like on a on a tangent. You know, like running around trying to chase each other all all around. Uh, yo, yo, I'm, I'm in Manhattan now, man. Now I'm in I'm in Flatbush now, man. I'm in Jamaica Queens now, man. Dude, it I'm was like three o'clock in the morning right now, when man. we finally linked up. But we were talking about that last last episode, how, how that was crazy because we we're trying to go to that one rave that was happening in uh, fuck man, I think it was in Brooklyn or something like that. Yeah. That we ended up meeting up at like three o'clock in the morning. We we're chasing each each other around town it's like dude i don't know man i was like i just came out here bro find me it's like it's like f where's waldo send me you a know pin. send me a pin send me a pin bro send me a pin and then he just was like pin me bro like he wouldn't he wouldn't catch a cab for his life you know what i'm saying he'd no. wait for like the train forever i'm like dude you know, he don't fuck you know around with hard, his money though you know how, that's the thing so you got to respect that though he don't fuck around with his money though he was he 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 made it work, dude. Like I'm yeah, I'm made, I'm he, I'm too impatient. Like I'm like fuck that, dude. I'll take a cab. You know, like you can call it whatever you want, but you know, like some people be like, oh, he's cheap, and I'm like, hey, listen, he's he doesn't fuck around with his money. He he puts his money where where it needs to be and where it should be. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he thought it wasn't worth his money, then he wouldn't go. Right. New York. You know, like he wouldn't. Well, he, he wouldn't was just there. there. He just happened to be there. And to, okay, so yeah, I will admit that Don might, you know, Mickey might take a few extra minutes to get ready and to get going. I will say that. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, he, he doesn't fuck around with his money. Like there's people, there's people that just blow their fucking money. You're guilty of it too. You know, like some of, I've, I've seen some of your bar tabs. I'm just like, what, what in the fuck are you doing? Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I became like more. Yeah. More conscientious, of course. Conscientious, conscientious. Yeah. Yeah. The that's the a big word for you of the whole money situation. Just say, so. just, just, just. You don't have to use big words on this show, man. You became more smart with your money. <laughs> I definitely have. I've, I've, I've made some, some good investments. Yeah. And I've done some research, and like this is the first time me and the lady's been out in like months. You yeah. know, she's been working from home, and I've been working every weekend, and I've been trying to. Annie up on the overtime so and then like i have an investment opportunity coming up like in baltimore like uh, with my buddy mario that we're working on so like i mean i'm gonna look into it see if it's a good deal see if it works out like i i, I told um don about it i say hey you know i have an opportunity to make some money here i'm like you can check it out with me man i was like if you want to get in on one of these properties, like he's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be here for the long haul. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to make a move fucking quickly. If it all pans out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm going to make a jump on it because the stock market, you're only going to make, you got to put a lot of money and time into the stock market. Like, I ain't got time for that shit. Like, I mean, it's good. And he's helped me out a lot with the, with the stocks and and so forth but i think like i already told you man like real estate is the way to go like in baltimore city like you don't know is that they're building the entertainment district in the city of baltimore in the next five years 
building an entertainment district. In a, an entertainment district in, in the city of Baltimore. In, in what sense? Like, in, like, a micro the, Holly, like a micro Hollywood? In the west side of Baltimore, over by Raven Stadium. Okay. So it, my investor buddy, like he's like, you got to jump on it now. He goes, because in the next five years, you're not going to have the opportunity to buy something this cheap. He said, I think that's a good opportunity for you to jump on it now. When they build this entertainment district, it's the revenue is going to jump up and then everything's going to go back to normal. Like, like the Ravens are going to still probably in the next five years have full capacity at some point. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be on the up and up. He goes, I think you should invest in one of these properties and just at least check it out. And see if it's good for you. So that's where my next plan is. Is like I was good, supposed to go to Baltimore today, but he he postponed it to a further date. So I think that due to inclement weather, we can arrange for another meeting and and see what goes on from there, and see if it's a good opportunity for you to invest. So I mean, that's my next game plan is to go to Baltimore and check out some of the properties out there and Morrow Park right. is the neighborhood that I'll be investing in. So there you I go, mean, man. Dom, if Dom wants to jump in, I mean, he's more than welcome to at least check it out. I've offered it to him. Said, listen, here's what I'm doing. I'm meeting up with, with, with my investor guy. Who's kind of guiding me through? Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of like like Don is investing me with, in guiding me through the stock market. You know what I'm saying? But he's he's guiding me through like the investment properties and checking out some of his properties. He has seven properties in Baltimore City that he's invested in, and some of them are rental properties, and some of them that he sold, and one of them that he lives in, the other one that he bought for extremely low price that he rehabbed and we're just going to take a look at that and see what the next move is and i mean i've never invested in any property other than like this house that i bought now that i'm living in but that's not an investment that's my place of residence that's an investment that i I build a recording studio in and so forth you know what i'm saying it's an investment yeah definitely an investment i mean like you know me and Melissa, we got the house. It's an investment. It's an investment on a number of levels. I got, the, I got, you know, I got the studio in here, and now I'm fucking working from it, man. Like this is, this is the office, this is the broadcast center, the studio. So, yeah, man, it's yeah. an investment. It's an investment. So, so, I mean, I'm happy about that, and looking at some new ventures. New ventures, huh? Yeah, see where it goes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So. so yeah, that's, I'm what's, huh? that's what's going on in uh, the tech fall realm of things. That's the that's the tech fall realm of things. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, looking at some oppor- different opportunities and um, building building the enterprise. 
you know, maybe get some more money to invest in our product that we got going on. So, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, the studio just got bigger on my end. Um, yeah, we got a we we got another uh, Rogues and Sinister production coming up. Third seasons. I got to revamp all the dates I sent you. Okay. So you got you got to recheck all your all your date invites eventually. You know, not now because we're on the show, but yeah. But man, I mean, listen, dude. I mean, you know, big big moves and big changes are coming coming down the pike. Um, maybe another there might be that opportunity to have to be able to utilize that initial investment that you guys were mentioning, how like how I shot down a thousand bucks per head to total out three, a thousand yeah. from you, a thousand from Mick, a thousand from me. So it's 3000. And I'm like, shit, what can I do with that? Well, there might actually be something to do with that. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk offline about that, but there might be a completely different kind of production realm as far as that goes uh, previous guest was on here he he uh he runs uh virtual a virtual cloud production production suite i guess you could call it using the unreal unreal 4 engine which is like mostly used for video games but a lot of films are using it now and so there might be this opportunity to somehow implement CGI on a really affordable basis, you know, using his platform to produce very simplistic stuff, very simplistic stuff. But, you know, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, um, you want to talk politics? Hey, if you want to dabble into it go ahead <laughs> well well i mean I, you know i'm a, i'm open game for anything i know there's a big election year coming up so well how about this let's start the conversation off like like this and you can be honest if you want <laughs> <laughs> but See, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be very. I'm trying to be very careful what I say because I still because I still serve and you're and you're and you're a DC fireman anyway. So like you're in DC, so I don't know how careful you have to be. After you know, he said that 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 shit he said about military. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit more open with my mouth now. But uh, how how like how. How how much change do you want? Let's put it that way. How much change do you want in November? I mean, I just wanted I just want all the BS to stop, really. I mean, I just want um I just want change, you know what I'm saying? As far as like like all these riots and all these protests to really stop. As, as far as change goes. Um, and I want protection for like the police and fire department, you know what I'm saying? And military. That's what I really want because we're in danger in our lives in these situations that, 
that we're that we're involved in, you know? Like, and I feel like a lot of these people or a lot of these protests are for defunding the police department and, and so forth. And, and there's been numerous attacks on first responders in Washington, D.C. alone, you know? So I feel like there's, there shouldn't be a reason why that I have to go over the go over the radio and request for MPD and get a response of like, why do you need MPD? You know what I'm saying? Like when my life is at risk, you know, they should automatically with no question dispatch MPD to our location. So that's why I have a problem with, with the whole defunding of the police and these protests that are going on to defund the police and all the stuff that's going on and all these riots, it's 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 unsafe for first responders and, and police. And you can't even go into a situation where somebody fires at you and you have to fire back without having severe consequences. You know, that's what you're trained to do. Then don't give them any weapons at all. They've already taken away a lot of the weapons that police uses. You know, like I think that they should they should have a, a training regiment uh, set in place, like a whole new training, a whole new training program uh, for police officers. You know, I think that's where a lot of the problems rest. And you know, there's a lot of bad cops out there, and and, and there's a lot of good cops. I worked with a lot of great police officers and there's a couple bad apples that you know their outcome has changed the world and it's became a major catastrophe in this country so i don't think that one president could change the whole world you know he has to go through a process as well you know i think it's just going to take some time and but it starts within your community and your, sure. and your police force. You know, not one president can change everything. He's only one man. He only serves a four-year term unless he gets reelected. You know, and President Trump has, has dealt with a great deal of problems in the last four years from an economical, an economical standpoint, from a protection standpoint, from a military standpoint. From COVID nineteen, he hasn't dealt. Um, with, you you think he has dealt with this these problems? I mean, at, at, in his term, per se, as a as a wide horizon, you know what I'm saying? He ha you think he has dealt with them? Yes, yeah. Be, from a wide standpoint, like these are the issues that have come about during his term. You see what I'm saying? Sure, these are the issues that came about during his term. Yes. Did he? Did, did, did he did he deal with them and, and or properly deal with them? I mean, that's we not until we see we're not until we see severe change. You know, it's a, it's a long process. I mean, I knew we shouldn't have gotten into politics because I mean that's just that's just kind of what I see. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a politician, like. 
I'm just speaking on behalf of what I see and like, and I've, I've been on a lot of runs where less police are dispatched to the location and the direct cause and effect of like this whole defunding of the police and so forth and all over the world. But I just hope that, that it all changes for the better and uh, we can be safe, man. That's, that's what I wish. I'm not, I'm not really into politics or political, but that's what I want to see is more protection for our civilians, our military, our police, our firefighters, our EMTs. You know, that's, that's what I wish for in the near future. I mean, this coronavirus isn't, isn't going anywhere anytime soon. We're still going to have to be protected, wearing masks, social distancing, and so forth, like until they come out with a vaccine. I mean, but it's just, yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, I think we need a major change, man. Major change, dude. Election, it's, it's election year, baby. It's time to make a major fucking change, man. Nothing, in my opinion, has been dealt with the way it should have been. I think there's been a lot of disrespect towards the people that have had, you know, there's a lot of people that have had his back and he even disrespected them. But, but, uh, I mean, um, I'm a, listen, I'm a registered Democrat. I'm a democratic Patriot. So a lot of people think I'm a Trump supporter because of this. I'm a, I'm a democratic Patriot baby. And also I'm a Marylander, but, you know, like I, I still showed respect because I serve still. But the straw that broke the camel's back for me was, uh, you know, those who uh, his, his his statements again, uh, his statements towards uh, military, fallen soldiers, vets. So I think what little there was simply because of what it is I do in the guard. What little, what little uh, respect due to my position, uh, that's pretty much out the window. So, but moving on, man, moving on. You got a couple of new tracks, man. Got yeah, a couple I, of sent, new, I sent you over a couple of tracks. We got a couple of new, couple, couple of new tracks on the... On the on the endless on the endless Techfall mixtape that's endlessly being mixed, yeah, and taped. But uh, I mean, un unique sound. It's like trip hop, trip hop, rub step. It's my own sound, man. I, I think I've I've come into my own. You know, as you've seen in recent years. Like, I think I got into that element. I want to say, shit, man. Like 2012, I was looking back at some of my old stuff. I was like, wow, man, I've been producing music since, like, I mean, really started producing music like 2012. I mean, before, like, I started getting into producing music around, like, when we were doing the Hoffman special and stuff like that. But, I mean, as far as, like, getting into, um, 
in the production side of it started getting serious and started buying equipment and gearing up. But I want to say like 2012, I was like, man, I made my first track on the MPC and getting serious with it. Like, can you hear this? Yeah. Am I not? Am I not sharing audio? Yeah, you, you are. I can hear it, but it's very low. Can you hear it? A little bit. I can't tell if this. I can't tell if the show's picking it up. Hold on, I gotta try something else here. Let's see. Advanced. So, what'd you think about that track I sent you? I mean, honestly. I mean, I like this. I like this track. All right, hold on, man. I'll figure this shit out. I like this Zombie Squad joint. I mean, it, it's. I have terrible taste too, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, hey, man, that shit was horrible. Horrible. Hey, listen, I mean, not everything is for everybody. So, I mean. Like but, a lot of my early stuff that I was listening, I've been listening to like some. Hey, whatever. Early. Fucking, we'll, figure, we'll figure out this track shit later. But the, the the stuff that I was exp ex in the experimental phase, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of the experimental stuff, like in the beginning. And I was like, man, I was really trying to figure out where my sound is, man. You know, like where what is me, right? And it took me a long time to figure out that. And then I think like I came, I came to it when I did that dub zombie or that dub Cobra zombie joint, you know what I'm saying? Like, you were like, dude, that's it. You were like, dude, Bro, that's now it. Now that man. track, now that track was banging. You're like, dude, dude, that's it, man. But listen, but listen, even like the best ones out there, dude, it's like, I just had this guy on a couple episodes ago, have not Jones. And he's like, I'll finish a track. And it might not be that great, but I throw it out there anyway. Because someone might like it, even though it's so obscure and so weird, someone might dig it, you know? And, like, there's this new there, – there's this track I just happen to have on my phone somehow, and I don't even know how to describe it. I don't even think it's dubstep or – what's that crazy EDM? It's like, you know, zombie step or whatever the fuck this track is. To me, this shit bangs, bro. This shit bangs, you know? And, like, and like you know – I might want to use it for a project. Somehow contact this artist and be like, hey, please give me rights to use this. I got a great idea for the yada, yada, yada. Like it bangs, it bangs in my position, in my opinion. But I know for a fact, if I played it for, Mel for Melissa, she, in five seconds, she would turn it off. I, I started playing your tracks and she's like, if you're done with that, you know, because <laughs> she, she doesn't, she, she's, I, but I like, uh, what, what the hell is this thing called? Zombie Squad New Trip Hop Joint Logic Mix. Yeah, I love your I love your titles. They're so they're so unique. <laughs> Zombie Squad New Trip Hop Joint Logic Mix. I mean, it's a bit long in my opinion, but well, I mean that's just the the joint that I sent you. I know, I know. You're gonna you're gonna I remain. 
when I, I know uh, you I know you're gonna rename it for like you know a release or whatever and then I'm yeah. a motherfucking zombie double new logic <laughs> <laughs> I'm a motherfucking zombie double new logic okay <laughs> I mean these try these titles they're unique I mean they're a bit long you gotta say it in like the Christopher Walken voice <laughs> I'm a, I'm a I'm a motherfucking zombie double new logic I like it. Zombie Squad new trip hop joint logic mix. <laughs> this shit bangs. <laughs> it's phenomenal, really. <laughs> like it gets my head. Oh, wowie whoa. <laughs> I'm a motherfucking zombie double new. Ah. I'm a motherfucking zombie double new logic. <laughs> Great title. Great title. It's a working title. Come on, man. It's a working title. Knock it off. <laughs> That's not what it's going to be called on the on the on the on the album, bro. Oh my god. But it bangs, man. Shit, it bangs, dude. Thank you, man. But I, dude, I appreciate but, it. But dude, like I had to make the Zombie Squad joint the, the theme song for Zombie Squad. I had to. It's like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, yo, this shit. And like, it's because I think you finally found your formula. And still, some of the tracks you come out with, they they need work. But some, but then some of the tracks you come out with, it's just like, dude, this guy's finally finding his his formula, his sound, his style. But his sound, like, uh, there's no other way to put it. As far as like, you know, a musician has to find their sound. And, you know, a, a filmmaker has to find that vision. And once you figure out what that vision is, you can tell any story with that vision. Nolan has a drastically different vision than Scorsese. And Scorsese has a drastically different uh, vision than Spielberg. But if all three of those guys got the same script and did the same movie with their vision, we would have three totally different dope-ass flicks. Totally different. Same character names, same location, same kind of conflict, you know, uh, same year. But, like, that's that's something that should – that's something that, like, they should do is, like – that would be, like, a cool, like, limited Netflix series. That would be a cool limited Netflix series. Each episode is, like, an hour-long film, Right. But, there, but it's the same fucking script. 60-page script, 60-minute film, right? But it's the same fucking movie, but... And now who's, now who's, still, who's still alive? Uh, Christopher Nolan does it. Tarantino does it. Scorsese does it. Spielberg does it. I don't know. Like, James Gunn does one. And... I don't know. Like now, now I'm like, who's who's another big big time? And Spike, you know, Spike Lee does one, right? Like the the same script. So every episode is going to be same characters, same location, right? Same conflict. If it's like a World War II, it's all the same movie, but it's just done drastically different. And like that should be like a trick. That should be like this little micro special limited series that Netflix pulls off. Like, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. I don't it's think anyone's be. ever done that. But then again, it's like, who wants to make the, 
they're, they're, they're always going to shoot that down. Like, who's going to want to make the same movie and over and over again? There's always remakes. But what if there's six one-hour remakes all done right away, all by different filmmakers? Has that been done before? I don't think that's – I don't know. Well, there's your, there's your proof of concept, Netflix. There's your proof of concept. A lot of people are accepting uh, – podcast is proof of concept yeah you know fucking kevin smith kevin smith did a movie called tusk but his whole proof of concept for tusk was he was like just telling this random story on his podcast and then someone was like hey we'll green like that shit the way you told it was so well done that if you write it we'll we'll green light it so I have, but in this case, I have no idea what this hour-long movie would be that was redone six times. I have no idea what that script would end up being, but that should be sick. Yeah, it would. It'd be ridiculous. But think about it. Like, the same movie, like, you, like if you watched, you know, if you watched, I don't know, Die Hard. If Die Hard was cut down to an hour and you watched it six times back to back, but Die Hard was produced, directed, starring different people. You know, Nolan did it his own way. Spike did it his own way. Spielberg did it his own way. Scorsese did it his own way. Tarantino did it his own way. Like, that, I don't know. Kind of a, I'd watch it. I mean, that would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, See, what, unfortunately, right now, that's not the experimental stuff that they're looking for. They're looking for experimental stuff that's done kind of like during the quarantine, like the new normal type of stuff is what they're, they're grabbing, like, like Host. And I think I told you guys about this movie, Host, on Shudder. It's a, it's a seance, demonic possession type movie, all shot through Zoom. Like you see this. You yeah, I remember you. I was talking about that movie you even see the zoom. shot on zoom you even yeah they've just recorded the they recorded the screen of zoom you even see the zoom interface you see like the little chat you you see the little chat box you see wasn't, the wasn't there a movie already um taking place kind of like that it was called unfriend me there there was there was unfriended unfriended that's but correct by, but by far the best one i ever saw is called searching What's this guy's name? Jonathan Cho, I think. John Cho, Jonathan Cho. He's the MILF kid from American Pie. MILF, yeah, yeah. MILF. You know, Jonathan Cho. And he's Yeah, he was on Harold and Kumar. Yeah, he, I think it was Harold. Yeah, he was Harold on Harold yeah. and Kumar. And so he's looking for his daughter. His daughter goes missing. He's searching. He's trying to track her down through Facebook, through instant messaging, through her phone. And it's all screen records of the computer and or the phone. Dope fucking movie, man. And then finally, like straight up, host, host takes place during the quarantine, and they're and they're doing like this, uh, uh, they're doing like this Zoom happy hour seance with a with a with a with a medium, and they want to reach out to a spirit, and they conjure a demon, and bro, it's good freaking movie, and and you know what, and what's beautiful about it, what's funny about it, it's it, it's it's so hell bent on playing within the rules of zoom it's only an hour long 
because you can have you can only have an hour long conversation if you have a free account with more than two people. Remember those? Remember that? Now, where can our audience check this out? As far as I know, as far as I know, it's only on Shutter. On Shutter. Shutter is like horror. Shutter is like a streaming service, like Netflix. But Shutter, it's it's only horror stuff. Okay. Horror, horror and thriller stuff. Really, really. I mean, it's really good. The, so you got to you got to pay for that app. Yeah, you gotta, I think I think you got to pay for Shutter. I mean, I'm sure there's other ways to find hosts. I'm not going to like advocate for illegal downloads or anything like that. But there's other ways to find the movie host. But it's the Zoom movie host. There's a, there's a shitload of other movies called Host or The Host, but this one's called Host. I think the release date was 2020. Had to have been if it's about yeah. Quarantine. So it was during quarantine. Had to have been 2020 release date. Host. You can tell it looks like a it looks like a webcam movie. It's a, it's a, it's all shot in zoom and it's fucking dope, man. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, it's oh. good. Fl- it's good flick, man. But yeah, man. I mean, uh, you have been watching anything? Just been watching a lot of old flicks. Been getting, getting back into sports and um, watching college football. Um, so getting back into that, I'm glad that. College football is back up to speed. The NFL is getting interesting because everything that's going on with COVID, you know, there's no fans in the stands. So it's kind of weird um, watching football with no fans. And so that's been kind of interesting with the protests that's yeah. been going on and, yeah. and so forth. Um, so that's what, what I've been watching is trying to get back into sports. Um, but, you know, it's, it's definitely weird and and interesting of how how they're going to do college football especially cuz you know the the Big Ten's not going back until October 24th so like how are they going to do a playoff you know at the end of the year so that's going to be interesting and you know a lot more injuries occurring because of quarantine because they haven't had a preseason. Right. So, but I'd be interesting to see uh, the Ravens versus Reds, well, the Washington football team. Let's get that straight. I keep wanting to say the Redskins, but the Washington Let's football go, team. Washington football team. Let's go. Yeah, is, is playing the Baltimore Ravens October oh, 4th shit. at 1 p.m. The Battle of the Parkways or Beltways. Battle of the Beltways, baby. Whatever you want to call it. Now, now, wait a minute. So, Battle of the Beltways, that Battle of the Beltways, that, does that fall under the football teams too? Because I thought that was like the big deal with the baseball teams. But they are they are they are they running with that brand as well? Battle. Of the yeah, Beltways? I, guess, I guess they are. Are they? No. Or they should. I mean, that's. I remember when you first. I remember when you first mentioned that Battle of the Beltways thing. I thought that was. Dude, so I had cool. a track called the Battle of the Beltways. It was the underground track that, that that I didn't release. You never heard that track, did you? But, but, it, got, but it got released. No, we we put it out, but it was underground. It was called "Battle of the Beltways," and like one of the lyrics was like, "I battle with, battle with the Beltways. I bur- a blaze purple haze in the ice age. I'm a beast, at least from the cage, aka little rage, uh, at least from the cage." You know, like, like it was just like some underground track that we worked on. Me and Scotty LP back when we were working on 
on music. Like we came out with that uh that track and put it out. But it was on the underground tip, so we never released it. It was an unreleased track called Battle of the Bellways. You should release it now. You should release it on I October third. I should. Do you have a copy of it? Yeah. I don't think Scotty's gonna be pissed off if you I mean it's such an old track. So but you should release it sooner than later. It's yeah, just gonna get I old. Mean, it's we, just gonna get older. I mean, we did a lot of stuff that that we didn't release. I mean, a whole slew of tracks that we did that never got released. We should release them. You know that we because did. that's like a lot I, of a lot of stuff he had archived. You know what I'm saying? That I don't even have access to. Right. That that he had that we recorded. I mean, shit. I mean, albums worth of tracks. And then me and Moss did a lot of stuff back in the day. And then me and Che Rock did did some tracks back in the day. No, you didn't. Yeah, we actually did. We no. Did few, we did a few tracks together. No, you never made any tracks together. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, um, but like, yeah, dude. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you don't want to release something, but. Just like having like these weird different ideas. Now it's like content's king, man. It was, it was like the, the underground stuff that Eminem, Eminem had archived. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't good enough to be like released on an album, but was like, hey, all right. This, but, that, but, but, then, this, but then this track is still dope, you know? Right. But, but then what was it? What, he released like he released like unreleased stuff. He did an album of unreleased stuff that was like super old, but. It, this album came out after his second album. Yeah. It was like a mixtape or just like some specialty, like unreleased old ass shit that yeah, he did yeah. way that he did way before. And then he had some freestyles that he released. Yeah. It was like, it was like Eminem drunken freestyles or something that he released. <laughs> just a bunch of old shit. I mean, but we worked on a lot of music during that time frame. I want to say like the year 2008, 2009. I mean, we were working on a lot of tracks and then Mossberg hopped on some stuff. Dude, we, we had a bunch of stuff that was archived. It was, it was crazy. You know? It's funny like how much stuff that you work on over the years. And it's like, wow, that's incredible. See, yeah, okay, so he released this album called Infinite. Yeah, that was the first album he ever made. Right, but that I don't think that was with Dre. The Slim Shady LP no, was it with wasn't, Dre. Yeah, it wasn't. The Slim Shady LP. So, but I think what Dre did was he re-released Infinite, or Eminem re-released Infinite. So that was re-pushed, I think, in 2000 or 2001. Yeah, it was when I, didn't, I, I, didn't hear that, I didn't hear that album until after... Because his first album or his second album, he wasn't known, you know what I'm saying? Until until he got known on his second album. Technically After, technically his second album was the Slim Shady LP. Yeah, that was that was the, a Slim Shady the first, LP. The first the first one he did with Dre. And he came out with that joint, My Name is yeah. Slim Shady. And then like everybody was like, Oh shit. Eminem, he blew up after that. Right. But they didn't know him beforehand because he was a 
he was a freestyle battle rapper. Right, but Infinite, so Infinite. And then he put out Infinite before that album. Right, yeah, so he put out Infinite. First, and, and then, but was, he didn't, it was just, it didn't get no clout, you know what I'm saying? It didn't get, yeah. any, it didn't get any play, because this is, this is way post-internet, internet days where you can post everything online. No, 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 see, Infinite was released on web entertainment. So it, I think it was a, I think it was a web, web release. It was like they were running on this whole, because the web was blown up 95, 96, 97, 98. So he utilized the web, I think. But I'm saying it wasn't blowing up as it is now. With all the streaming right. services. So, so I think they re-released it. Because he was pushing that on CD. I think, right, but I think they re-released Infinite after the Eminem show. So the Eminem show is what I always thought was his third album. It was. But really, it's his fourth. So all his studio albums in actual recording and releasing is Infinite, then Slim Shady LP, then Marshall Mathers LP, then Eminem Show, then Encore, Relapse, Recovery, Marshall, the Marshall Mathers LP 2, Revival, Kamikaze, and then he just came out with Music to be Murdered by. Now, collaborative. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're right. You're right. Okay, now, fi- fine, but no, right, Slim, but like you said, nobody knew about Infinite. The, and so, the Slim Shady it, Show was number four because the Marshall the Mathers Eminem LP, show. yeah. It was okay, but what we know, but what we know, what we what we saw come out was what I okay. So what I always thought was Slim Shady LP was not the first one, and then the Marshall Mathers LP, and then the Eminem show in '02, and then Encore in '04, right? Yeah, I knew about the the Infinite album when it really came out. Because I was listening to I was listening to Eminem before that time frame, and then like he got signed by Dre. Right, because he was doing, because I was in a freestyle battle circuit back in the day. Like I used to listen to a lot of hip hop and uh, was hip to what was going on. And then like once they like, it was like '99. I remember him getting signed, and then that that joint came out where my name is Slim Shady, Mm -hmm. and then like he was on, he was on this other joint, um. With, with with Ruckus Records, mm-hmm. um, sound bombing. He came out with a sound bombing joint. So he was like, he came out with a track on that joint. So that was before. Th- that was before that album first dropped, the one with Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. You know the sound bombing joint, because because that was underground. You know what I'm saying? So the sound bombing joint came out. I, th- I want to say before that, before that joint. On Infinite? No, it, it might have been after Infinite. You got to look at at, at, uh, at Ruckus Records. You got to look at Sound Bombing. Sound, bomb, sound Bombing Part 1. Yeah. I'll take your word for it. I don't want to bring the, I don't want to bring the show to a complete halt while I'm doing Wikipedia searches or whatever, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, yeah, dude, like, I'm sure, like, 
on the independent circuit and on the underground circuit, people were people were, yo, come come rap on my track, come rap on my album. But listen, man, I mean, it's like, it's shit like that, dude. Like, where you have all these tracks that are, like, semi-released or never released. Infinite, I, 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 for some reason, I feel like Infinite was re-released. Like, like I was able to... Not, and not in up. 2016. See, I'll never, on, on November... It got pushed over, like, I found it on YouTube, like, years later. Um, and it looked um, like it was, it was a record... It probably got released on a record, you know, because vinyl was really hit back then. Like people released up on vinyl, and vinyl was like the big thing that people got hip to, like or a mixtape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I remember mix. I remember mixtapes were always blowing up because there was there was at some point just, and it, it was it was it was fantastic. Like artists were just taking charge of their own careers yeah and just releasing their own shit i mean a lot of people from wu-tang went independent you know like they started putting out independent albums with with other artists yeah did you ever like see and, they, and then there was also like mob deep did like a free agency album you know called the free agents Did you ever see that documentary about that kid that put together that Wu Tang concert? Oh, yeah, yeah. What the hell was the name of that movie, man? Rock the Bells. Yep. Did you ever? Did you ever see Rock the Bells? Yeah. This kid could not book Wu Tang Clan because RZA shot him down. So he goes, okay. Just about all the members of Wu Tang have solo careers, so he booked all the all the members of Wu Tang separately. <laughs> he <laughs> he put this whole concert together, Rock the Bells. Yeah, that was it. Was I remember Rock the Bells because because they played at uh, Meriwether Post Pavilion in Maryland, and yeah. But like this doc, this documentary was so incredible. This documentary was so freaking incredible, man. So this kid, I don't know, he was like in his 20s. So he just booked, uh, he, he booked, he freaking booked everybody, dude. Like. Yeah, it was Capadonna. He booked Capadonna. Like DJ Dice? He, he, no, no, dude. He booked Rizza. He booked Ghostface. He didn't book Rizza yet. He booked Ghostface. He booked Capadonna, Inspector Deck, Master Killer, Method Man, Raekwon, Old Dirty Bastard. Who else? You God. Okay. He booked all those dudes separately. And and Old Dirty Bastard, he got on. And so then he calls, so then of course he calls, uh, he calls RZA. He's like, listen, I got him. And RZA's like, you got, you got old dirty bastard? And he goes, yeah. Hey, I'm going to have to take a break for a second. I can use the bathroom. Oh, okay. You do that. Yeah, we'll uh, pick up this in just a minute. All right.
Yeah, so Rock the Bells. There was a uh, yeah, like this kid just booked everybody separately. But because he couldn't get Riz's green light, he couldn't make it a Wu-Tang concert. But so he just went around and just he just went and booked everybody separately. Capadonna, Ghostface, you got Inspected Inspected Deck. I remember uh, Nas and, and and Damian Marley played at that joint. Well, they probably came on later. I'm talking about like the very first show. This was in New York, the very first Rock the Bell show this kid put together. And so finally he calls up Riz and goes, Listen, I just booked everybody. I just need you. Let's make this a Wu Tang thing. And he goes, You booked everybody. He goes, I have everybody. Ghostface, da, da, da. he just started naming everybody. And he goes, and an old dirty bastard. And Riz is like, You got old dirty bastard? You got ODB? He goes, Yes, I have everybody. I have everybody. All I need you. All I need is now. All I now all I need now is you. Let's make this a Wu Tang thing. He goes, Fuck it, let's do it. Like the kid thought outside the box and brought everybody to bring them back inside the box and make it that thing again. That's how you do it, man. You think outside the box, dude. Like, it's dope shit, man. Dope shit. Yeah, it's cool, man. All right. So, listen, I think next on the agenda, man, is you, you finding some of these old tracks, man, like, uh, like retro, retro. Like retro unreleased something or other, you know, like we come up with a cool little branding for it. Yeah, because you know? we did a lot of, we did a, a freestyle. I remember this was, I want to say like 2009, we did like a whole freestyle 45 minute joint. <laughs> Scotty was DJing and me and Moss were like going back, going back off the, off the head, freestyle with the whole joint. It was really cool, man. Like we put it out, like as just like a freestyle. Like we were just bobbing one day, man. We put on a couple records, and we're like, man, let's just hook up the the shore mic and just freestyle, you know. And it was cool, like how we just did it. It was like some nonchalant shit because we all lived in the same area, man. You know, now we're like in different parts of the universe. You know, Scotty's out and out and um. Hotlanta and like Mossburg's out on the Eastern Shore, and I'm out in out in the Berg, out in, out in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Represent Fredericksburg. Um, so it was cool. We were able to collaborate. We had all the equipment on at at, at uh, Base Lab Productions. Big up the Base Lab Productions. This is this was kind of like back in the day. From now, from. You know, going back like 11, like 12 years ago, man, when we had it all set up, we just had two turntables, man. We had, you know, we had a cork Triton back then. We we're kind of making beats off of uh, Fruity Loops and uh, using, pro <laughs> using, uh, using Pro Tools. Fruity and, uh, So we came up, man. We were, we were just drinking, man, just having a good time. We are like, man, let's just throw on some records, man, and just bust out through... Uh, the sure mic and start freestyling. So like Moss hit it off on some freestyles and then I just came around on the back end and 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 and, and kind of fed off what Mossberg was doing. And next thing you know, we got like a 45 minute track of just a, a continuous freestyling DJ mix, man. It was it was pretty cool, man. So like it was it was epic, man. You know, epic. like a 
like I used to do that a lot, man. Like even when I was in the military, man, I had I always had like two Technique twelve hundreds and a mic, and we would just I would just lay down tracks in the barracks, man. And somebody would be freestyling, and dude, that's just how we kicked it. And like a couple times, man, I recorded a lot of stuff in the military with some cats that were like in the music, man. I hooked up with some people out there, and like. There was a lot of people like doing electronic music back then, man. That was in the year 2000, 2001. Yeah. Um, this was back like right when computers started being the main source of uh, music. Like they introduced me to some programs out there when I was when I was introduced to some artists that were that were military and they were working on like Reason was real big. Back then, like uh, early uh, 2001, 2000 to 2005. And like, dude, it was legit, dude. It was cool. And so I've always been involved in the music somehow. Like I remember, man, we were, my buddies played in a band and like me and Mossberg got up there and just started spitting freestyles like to a funk band. You know, that was like totally legit, you know? Like like me, they're like we had like eight people on stage, man. They're like, yo, bust out a freestyle. We just penny backed on what the other rapper was saying. You know, he spit out like four bars, and then the next rapper come out and spit out like four bars or eight bar rotation, whatever the case may be. And then we just we just kicked it. You know, it was cool. Like we did that shit on a regular, man. Like we used to do that over at Tony Roma's, man, and Bowie. I remember just busting out freestyles. Like we had one drummer. That would just kick a beat and then have just different people on stage busting out freestyles. Like, I think we need to go back to that. Like, for sure. I mean, New York started it on the streets, like, back in the 70s, you know what I'm saying? Back in the early 80s, they would just hook up two turntables and people would just rock the mic. And it was cool. Like, I think that we need to go back to that element where I don't give a fuck where it is, you know? I don't care. I don't give a shit if it's an Applebee's and we hook up two turntables and a two mic. Two turntables and a microphone. And start rocking out freestyles, you know. But those are the type of stuff that, that me and Mossberg recorded. And, like, there was a there was a dope band back in the day from Bowie. It was called Written Prism. You know, now they're the, they became the higher hands. But they were dope, man. Like, like, the higher hands would just play and you could just get up on a mic and just bust out freestyles. Like, like, they used to play at Salisbury University, man, back in the, I want to say, like, shit, probably early 2000s, something like that. They would, they would go up there and play the written prism shit. You know, they had a drummer, like, a keyboardist. You know, they had, like, a brass quintet. Or something like that. And then they had a vocalist. And you just go up there and, and, and they would just rock it, man, you know? And they had a they had a guy that, that could spit. And it was written prism, man. That was that was like their first joint. So like Moss would go up there and spit out freestyles with uh written prism back in the day. And um and then they became like more more of a band per se. And became higher hands and started playing out for some legit shows and 
and like they're phenomenal, dude. I mean, yeah, check them out, man. Fucking the higher hands, my boy Marty Bouchard on the drums, my boy Jason Crawford on the vocals. You know, they're legit. They, I, think they, I, I think I've seen them at uh, Stan and Joe's. Yeah, they used to play. They, they they hold a residency in Annapolis, Maryland. Like that's the their residency was. Uh, they play at Stan Stan and Joe's, and then they play at uh, Armadillos. Was like their residency spot. But they they've been doing some dope Zoom shows, man. Dude, with other artists, man, which was like fucking hella cool. I've never seen that before. Which they hook up Zoom and play. Like one guy would play the drums and then like eight people on Zoom. You know? Higher hands, yeah. Yeah. So check Craw- them out. J Crawdads. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah, like I've seen them, man. They're fun. So yeah, we used to we used to kick it with them back in the day. Where's where's Metropolitan at? Oh, is that a, that's in Annapolis, I guess. Yeah. They played at Baltimore a lot too. I think right. they would do I think they would do very well in New Orleans, bro. No bullshit, but, man. But, like, I don't, but, I don't, but I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that because, man, they're just like, they're, 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 I mean, of course, I think they should tour. Like, I think everybody should tour and, and get like a more national, you know, fan base and a national, more national exposure. But they're Annapolis, man. Like, that's their bread and butter. And, and if they're killing it, if they're killing it in Annapolis, then why mess with a winning formula? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I mean yeah. But I, should, I definitely think. Because New Orleans is such like a jazz based city, like, and they have a lot of jazz and funk to their sound, like, they would kill it in New Orleans. Kill it. A hundred percent kill it. I mean, you saw the, the music that we saw in New Orleans was like phenomenal, you know? Like, even, even the street performers, like, blew my mind. The street performers. Yeah. Like we're, yeah, we're we had a good time there, man. Dude, they were legit, bro. We had a we had a pretty good time there, man. That was fun. That was a fun time. Yeah, it was very cool, man. If if any of our viewers have never been to New Orleans, check it out. <laughs> Gotta go at least it, once. It's a beautiful mm, city. Maybe twice. I mean, it's a great city. They've been through a lot and they definitely need Everybody's support during during the COVID nineteen to rebuild that city. It's a beautiful city. I would definitely go again. Absolutely, a hundred percent. After COVID nineteen, I'm not going to, during COVID, but I mean after COVID nineteen, of course. Yeah, I mean this sucks, man. This day and age, man, it's like you really think about like. I mean, I'm blessed. I know you're blessed. You're able to produce. You're able. You, you got a lady, and you're able to produce. I'm blessed, man. I'm still able to produce. I'm still able to produce and create. You know, me and me and the wife and the kid. You know, but it's like it really does suck for a lot of folks who are dependent on crowds and on um, the masses, and the, 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 they get their revenue from that. 
They get their revenue from events and shit like that. And just, you know, like just a society, like we're social, we're just social, we're social creatures. And it's just really sad that this happened. And I'm really looking forward to like the floodgates opening, man, and the vaccine and, you know, safe, safe, you know, just, uh, you know, safe, a safe, healthy, you know, planet. And that's really like the whole planet's been hit hard by this, man. The entire planet, dude. So, I mean, but to leave on a high note, I think we're going to close out, but we're going to close out on a high note. And that is, uh, you know, there's an, I'm obviously I'm producing. I got stuff coming out just about every day, like this episode and more to come. Uh, but I think, I think the higher note is that we just realized Techfall's got a shitload of unreleased material that needs to be coming out on a weekly basis. You just got to start finding some old shit, post it, schedule, you know, schedule the release dates on, on everything, or just dump everything now. Just release everything right away. That's probably what you should do. Just, just start dumping this shit out now. Now. Yeah. That's my opinion, man. I, bro, I think I think if you got some unreleased shit, like who cares if somebody likes it or doesn't? Just put it out there, dude, because someone's gonna like it. And chances are, I am, because I, I like I like just about all your stuff in the last, especially the last couple of years, man. You really found your sound. You found you found your sound, dude. And and to me personally, your stuff's been banging, dude. So I want to hear you. some of the. I want to hear some of this unreleased shit. Especially if you're rapping on it, because that's always been the thing I was trying to tell you to stick with. It was, was the rap, and you were always such a great lyricist, great rapper, and freestyler. So, I want to hear some of this, uh, some some of this unreleased magic that apparently you've been you've been hoarding from us. And I'm kind of pissed off about that, man. Like, what? The <laughs> what? There's more stuff. There's there's more stuff from Tech Talk. Yeah, man. I, I, like I've been putting in work over the last shit, man, fifteen years. So a lot of stuff. So it needs to be uh, released, and um, just a lot of tracks I have in the works that that are gonna come out soon. Yeah. Well, look, man. Um, I just sent Have Not Jones your contact information. So sorry, but. You're just gonna have to send this guy some of your instrumentals, let him rap over it, and put put something out. Yeah, I'm glad that you like some of the new stuff I sent you. Yeah, well, those two tracks, yeah, I think he would. I think he would really put some banging lyrics on it. He's a, he's he's definitely a unique rapper, lyricist. You know, all, along the lines of like uh, Yellow Wolf and uh, Machine Gun Kelly, and like these you know southern you know southern uh, how would I describe him without offending him? Because I he does not look like someone I wanted to offend. But he looks like a he looks like a good old boy southern rapper. Let me just put it to you like that. I mean, unique image, unique style. So I I think I definitely think you two might click. Yeah. But at least, but at least, if he was to rap on your stuff, man, just send him send him some instrumentals, have him rap on them joints. Just make sure, you know, you're able to like understand what he's talking about. That dude, <laughs> he's a unique cat, man. I think he, I had him on a couple episodes ago, so you know he's a 
I'm gonna have to check out that episode. Yeah, have not Jones. Have not Jones, man. He went from homeless to buying a house. He uh, he trims he trims trees and he raps. Sounds like KRS One. He lived in a homeless shelter. <laughs> and he right, was right, right. freestyle battles, and then he go back to the shelter. <laughs> yeah, man. Man, well, they listen, found they found uh, KRS One sleeping on a park bench. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" Let's go record an album, bro. All right, brother. Well, listen, man. Um, this this was another fun one. You know, always a pleasure to be on Zombie Squadcast. I love being on the show. I love what you're doing. Uh, having all these, all these different artists on your podcast, man. I think I think we're we're doing big things. I'm excited for the year, for the, for the rest of the year, 2020 and 2021. Um, I think it's going to be a great year. I mean, forget all the politics and all the BS, man. We're going to keep it moving and keep doing what we're doing. You know, nobody's going to stop us regardless. We're, we're going to keep prospering and, and keep making stuff happen, man. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on in 2020 on a positive note, like keeping the production level on a high point. You know, me, you, and Mickey. You know, Donnie Dirts, Durko, whatever you want to call him. You know, me, Techfall, myself, Glenn the Maniac Nelson. We're doing big things in 2020. Zombie Squad, represent, check us out at Zombie Squad 211. Check us out at www.deadonpictures.com. You know, Sinister Infinite, Rose Gallery, all that. You know, Facebook, we on that, man. Check us out, Zombie Squad, Dead on Pictures, man. Techfall 211. You know, we're making moves in 2020 to 2021 and beyond. Well, you heard it here. All the links in the description below. Uh, Techfall, you know, I appreciate it. That was another fun roundtable to my viewers. I hope we've earned the privilege of your time and viewership. And until next time, you know what to do.